Hello and welcome to another anticipatory episode of Security Views Radio, the only cybersecurity podcast where one of the hosts is constantly checking FedEx to make sure that they shipped uh, his wife's Christmas present. I am one half of your host, Adam Slater, and with me as always is John Stengel. How are you doing, John? Hold on one second. I'm on the phone with FedEx. <laughs> and of course, joining us as always is our producer, Felton. Hello, everyone. Hey, Adam, so the headline I'm looking at right now, just for yeah. your benefit, yeah. Santa delayed. Why your Christmas package may be late this year. Oh, no. They keep – this is the thing is that I placed this order on the 1st of December, on the 1st of December. And they're like, yeah, it's custom, it's coming, and uh, and this episode won't come out until after Christmas, so it's fine um, uh, if my wife hears it. But uh, they – they kept saying that they were going to ship it. They were going to ship it. And like, and I probably on the 10th or the 11th, I actually went ahead and um, reached out directly to them saying like, hey, come on, y'all, what's up? Where is it? They're like, don't worry, it's coming. And then it was supposed to be here on Monday. And instead of getting the the, the present, instead I got an email that said it's, it'll be there on the 24th. Hmm. So, but today they sent me the tracking number. So they've actually, like, it hasn't shipped yet. It'll ship out today. So the tracking is saying the 24th. So let's hope. Why Why is it taking so long for them to ship? They are claiming that the inclement weather in New York this year slowed it down. Gotcha. This is what they're saying. I mean, yeah, like... Shipping has been crazy all year because everyone's been home, so everyone's everyone's ordering more stuff from online. So I was hearing as far back as like April and May that like FedEx, UPS, and USPS had already hit holiday, no, like a normal year's holiday level of uh, volume. So, which is just in absolutely insane. And then mm-hmm. having the actual holiday on top of that is a nightmare. So. I was in Target over the weekend, and I never saw so much empty shelves. Like, it was, uh, it's definitely a different year. I've not seen it so picked over. It usually happens, like, now, but not as early as it did this year. So, yeah, I, don't, I guess it's just a lot of people online ordering stuff or not trusting Amazon, so they're doing curbside or whatever. But uh, um, I don't know. I think a lot of people are doing in-store pickup, though, or the curbside thing. I think people are distrusting yeah. the shippings this year. And I think the cutoff days were a lot earlier this year. I heard somebody else saying that the Amazon said basically, like, you know, there's no prime anymore right now. We're too busy. No, no, there isn't. It's, it's you good. Know, there, you select prime and it's like one item comes up and it still says mm, 27th of January 5th <laughs> or 6th. But then you got to love Walmart because they're like, yeah, uh, spend 35 bucks and same day delivery and uh, <laughs> no fee. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the other thing, too, is that uh, we're lucky because we have we have the we have a distribution center right next to us for Amazon. So we, we can really do a lot of next to a distribution center for Amazon. I mean, not like physically right next to it, but there's one in the area. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why you can get same day delivery on stuff from Amazon here on certain items. I thought they were just Amazon uh, Amazonians that drove around the city waiting for somebody to hit buy now on uh, 
whatever is in a car. Like there's one car that's got like these DVDs. There's one in a video game truck. <laughs> well, I I know that um um I know that they they do use third party. They use I think it's a company called Lasership. Um, and that's just what they do for same day delivery stuff is they just schlep back and forth from the Amazon distribution center to wherever they're going. There's the same guys that do the delivery if you buy like Apple stuff. So, mm-hmm. so there was this, there was this guy the other day in my neighborhood. Um, there's two, there's this, this is a story of two different services. You ever notice when you get Amazon, if you see him come up to your house or whatever, or you see him go to your neighbor's house, they always look pissed off at the world. Like, mm-hmm. They're just angry people, whoever drive for Amazon. And then the other company was UPS, and I'm going through the neighborhood. I'm trying to find, um, you know, blow-ups for my kid to look at. And there's a UPS truck, like, next to us. One of the guys gets out, busts into a flat-out sprint, runs to the front door, puts the package on there, busts it back to his car, drives three houses down, repeats that process. I'm like, that guy has a hell of a future ahead of him. That man is busting his butt. Or he's brand new and the depression hasn't set in yet. (laughs) Don't take away from it, whatever it is. No, 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 I'm not taking away from the hustle. I'm not taking away from the hustle. I appreciate the hustle. He is a listener. I threw a T-shirt at him. At <laughs> he did ask a question. He says, "Why did you throw a T-shirt at him?" Why did you? <laughs> it's either that or he was way behind on his <laughs> on his uh, Come deliveries. Come on, guys, you take it away. <laughs> but no, I I do have um. I'll say most of the people who drop off stuff from Amazon have been pleasant. However. If I'm out there with my kids or if I'm like doing something in the garage and they pull up, they always walk up and they're like, where do you want this? I'm like, hmm. dude, I want it on my front doorstep. Like that's that. I've been waiting for you. Give it to me. <laughs> but they always say like, I'm going to say something. I mean, I want to say like, yeah, in the backyard. Um, yeah. Actually, could you unbox it, set it up for me? <laughs> I um I guess it's 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 different for me like because living in an apartment building where I, we have a mail room so I have no interaction with these people at all I have no idea what any of them are like. Wow. Just, yeah. So you can watch my kids tomorrow and um, take them for a walk and I'm sure you'll see plenty of what I'm talking about. So. Okay. Seven thirty a.m. more for you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We get so many Amazon packages uh, right now from you know, family members that the kids are like, anytime they see an Amazon truck, they're like, why didn't it stop? (laughs) Like, yeah, like we own Amazon. Like they, they, if they're coming down the street, they have to stop at our, at our house or something's wrong. It's your, their personal mail delivery service. (laughs) I, you know, with all this shipping of presents this year and shipping stuff from Amazon, we're getting a ton of stuff that's showing up unwrapped. So now our family is making us work yes. to give the kids the present. Like, we're wrapping all these presents, and we're like, what is all this? Did we buy all this? No, no. Half of it's from Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, please wrap it up. Yeah. You know. I will say Amazon has awesome gift bags. So... If you get a gift and someone purchases a gift bag for it, um, my wife, she loves to repurpose stuff. So we have like 12 or 15 gift bags. So that's what we've been doing, just throwing boxes and gift bags. And there you go. 
It's a present. Yeah. And by the way, Adam, you mentioned LaserShip before. Yeah. Yes. And so speaking of third parties, I think there's something you wanted to bring up. Yeah. Hey, that was a that was no, very nice. Thank you. That was smooth. smooth. That was smooth. So one of the things that I've been thinking about is that on this show, we talk a lot about when we're talking about uh, cybersecurity and, and, and organizations and stuff, we're talking about what you can do to protect your organization. I don't think we give enough thought to who we do business with and how much cybersecurity is a factor in that. What I, what I mean by that is, and I know, I know it was years ago and it's old hat and everything, but Target was broken into because someone broke into their HVAC company, right? That's how, that's how Target was breached. And, you know, obviously we can't expect, you know, we can't, maybe we can, maybe that's the conversation is that should we, you know, how much should we expect the, the people that we work with, third parties that we work with for, you know, if you, we have, if you have a payroll company, if you have an accounting firm, um, uh, you know, all of these, all of these things come into factor. How much does their security, and what kind of things should you look for from them uh, in the, in that regard? Well, yeah. So uh, more recent than Target is the SolarWinds FireEye data breaches that were that's sure yep. currently un unraveling now that has affected a lot of businesses and um, systems. So third party is are one of the greatest risk to any organization and um, has been for a long time yet there is very little vetting that ever takes place of these of these uh, vendors and, and and if you're not looking at your supply chain and saying what are your security practices and can I get an executive summary or something of your of your latest audit um, and, and obviously small vendors are not going to be able to provide that nor would they for small deals but if it's critical to your organization if it contains information on your employees you should be vet or your customers you should be vetting these companies seriously I always cringe when I'm sitting in a meeting and some suppliers like we have the, the top of the line security here and um, they always want to brag about their security, just some, you know, sales rep, insurance rep or whatever, something about that. And I'm like, dude, you didn't see the Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield hack that this took place? Like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't bring these things up unless you're really prepared to, you know, be able to stand by them because we yeah. have found people cannot stand by them. In the end yeah. of the day, everyone is going to get breached. Now, the the scary part is is when you trust a third party vendor and they have a connection into your system, like with the Target HVAC connection, or, or with the Tyler Tech Technologies where they had remote access into government computers, uh, or when there's a VPN that comes across uh, that somebody has access to that it's taking place. There is true risk to your organization through the way people move through networks. They can find you, then they can look around there. You can put all the security controls in place in the world, but if you're not monitoring for certain things, those can walk right in your side door uh, because you let them you you let them in. We've dealt with a number of these data breaches in 2020. Um, I think those attack those kind of attacks are on the rise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely seems like it, and and you know, with 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 how much we're um, relying more and more on on other organizations, and when 
right. other organizations have access to your network or, or, or vice versa. Like it becomes this, you know, there's so many different ways now to break into an organization. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not just stealing your credentials. It could just be simply from from something else. And big problems in healthcare when you have a lot of third parties getting into the systems. Companies, in the end of the day, need to establish controls and say, okay, if you want to get access to this, this is this, this is the requirements you need to meet and prove to us that that you meet those requirements. And I think strong enforcement of, of really good recommendations um, and standards that you're going to require of your suppliers is going to make such a difference in protecting your information. You can't necessarily prevent all supply chain or third party attacks, but you certainly can make sure if they break into your building, they find themselves into a bricked in room. Right. Get out of like this is there's nothing there to see. Move on to the next guy. He's a lot easier to hack. Stay away from my my stuff. You know, if you're building VPN connections to these third parties, or, and so you each have to have your settings on each side, using the highest possible security that your firewall can support is what's always recommended. They may have their set of list of default settings, but um, making sure that you uh, pump those up, you need to be in control of the conversation at the right. end of the day. You, you need to be responsible, so you need to be vigilant. And as part of the vetting process of these suppliers, you need to say, you need to start hitting these requirements in order to continue to do business with us. I, I, I mean, there's very few situations that you can't find another vendor to do something. So if they're not willing to meet those requirements, then you need to move on to the next company. But yeah. we get calls constantly from people saying, hey, I need to get an assessment done because I want to continue to do business with this bank. Or I want to continue to process this for this for this company. We need a security assessment done right away. Now, many of those uh, many of those um, scenarios are people just looking to check the box on security. But hey, they at least have to have something in place. It is a place to start. <laughs> it is yes. better than nothing. Yeah. So uh, actually, it's sort of a tangential thing um, that uh, I wanted to mention. You 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 had you had uh, mentioned uh, getting the attacker to just move on. I think that that's like it's tangential point, but but I I, I think it bears um, I think it bears a little bit of discussion that uh, a lot of times you know attackers aren't necessarily targeting an organization for like a they might not be targeting an organization for uh, a, a, a vendetta or something like that that they're they're just trying to break into something and it, it's sort of like the old phrase you don't have to swim faster than a shark you just have to swim faster than your friend um, that's kind of what the situation is you want to <laughs> you want to be locked down to the point where an attacker just gets bored and moves on Listen, um, you remember there, you've probably seen it in movies where you could like walk down these things called sidewalks or like in through cities and you would be other people there and you could like what? head to different places. What? Yeah, you should, you should check it out. It's got to be a really old movie, like something from 2019. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, if you're going down this street and um, you look like Dwayne Johnson and you've got a bulge in your jacket and your friend looks like, you know, uh, Martin Short, which guy do you think the, the, the uh, mugger is going to go out and grab, right? Right. Make yourself to the Dwayne Johnson guy. 
Yeah. And make your network the Dwayne Johnson guy. Make yourself the one nobody's going to mess with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make, make yourself that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, and, and that's the thing, you know, wherever you are in, in, you know, whatever size of organization you are, like that's, that's the key is that, and, and, you know, for some of these smaller organizations like mom and pop shops and, 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 and retail and stuff like that, um, it's not a lot. Trust us. It's not a lot. Like if you're listening to this, you're already like ahead of like 90% of people out there when it comes to caring about cybersecurity. Like, so it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily take a whole lot to be more secure than other people of your size and viability as a target. I very often get the question, okay, what can I do to make myself more secure? What's the five things I can do to make yourself more secure? And the answer is I have no idea. The first thing and only thing you should do is get yourself an audit or assessment. See where you're at. See where your weaknesses are. Most of the time, it's policies and procedures that you've got wrong. You've probably, if you're even asking the question, you've probably already owned a firewall, but it could be misconfigured. The policy, firewall policy is incorrect. It's not properly set up. You have antivirus in place, but it's not managed correctly. Get that fixed up. An assessment and an audit will teach you what to do with these things. And in that scope, I would strongly suggest a vendor review strongly yes. suggest a vendor supply chain review where is your vulnerability where is it going to come from where's that mugger going to be is it going to be behind a dumpster or is he going to be a <laughs> parked car right understanding where that is and say okay i know i've got weakness here look we, we make we make workouts very common point of discussion on this podcast Mm-hmm. There's things when I when I work out, I just don't want to work on that. Why? Because I'm avoiding it. It's a point of weakness. But at least I know what that is, and I can be doing steps, taking steps in order to fix it. Same thing is true when it comes to your network. Simply finding out where you're weak does nothing. It doesn't change anything. It it doesn't help you. And it it all it does is is it says, okay, these are the things I need to do in order to be more secure. Understand where that weakness is and what you can do about it. Agreed. And if your IT provider or employees are not thinking constantly of security today, they're just simply not they're simply not qualified to work on your network anymore. I'm sorry. That needs to be thought in, in every single thing that we do. Every single thing that we do from onboarding a printer and allowing the copier guy to get in there to setting up your email server passwords, it needs to be thought of first. Yep. How Agreed. can this affect me? my team, my clients, my employees, whatever it is. How how will this affect us? And what what if it doesn't work right? What are the consequences? Right. Agreed. All right. With that, uh, let's, let's, we're going to take a quick little break here, and we will be back in a few minutes. Multi-factor authentication, SIM, crook, firewalls, deep packet inspection, penetration testing, 8021X, application control, IPS, IDS, not PETCHA, content filtering, WPA3. Cybersecurity is complicated, but we simplify it. Contact us at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. Again, that's 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. 
All right, welcome back. Uh, thank you all for for waiting. Uh, so, John, you you had mentioned earlier. Um, no, wait. In, in the, you didn't tell me what you wanted for Christmas. Huh? You didn't tell me what you wanted for Christmas. I literally want nothing. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I I guess a PlayStation Five if you could find one, but. I just want world cyber peace. <laughs> world cyber peace. Yeah, no new thing. Yeah, t-shirts painted up. <laughs> It'd be nice. Yeah, go find a UPS guy. Throw it at him. <laughs> you should uh, make sure you're, you know, you could you could get one of those t-shirt guns and shoot it at them as they drive past. Like you know, you need that. The, that thing has never been in bigger demand probably than this year. Yeah, you we gotta have, socially distance. Give out t-shirts. Yeah, we had a 4th of July parade. Oh, I mean, of course, this would have been a while ago. Drive through our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were doing. They were uh, shooting out uh, stuff out of T-shirt guns. Mm. <laughs> like what? Like what What? What apart from T-shirts would you shoot out of a T-shirt gun? I don't know because I wasn't on, a, on the, on the uh, winning side of that. My two neighbors were, though. The right and the left. <sighs> we were in a reload section. <laughs> <laughs> You need like they need like um, um, like a Gatling gun for T-shirt guns, I think, because it, it's always like it, uh, the the T-shirt gun is awesome. It's exciting to shoot a T-shirt and see a T-shirt being shot. But you're right, the reload period is too long. I think you should either it's be not like the Civil War where they're tamping it down. And right. Like... <laughs> right. So either. Either you need to be running T-shirt guns akimbo, or you need to have you need to have like a belt feeder. Yeah, this is, this, this is my stance. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Charlotte Hornets have a Gatling gun. Nice. Uh, really? Yeah, they have a. Or I was at some uh, some game and they 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 put out this big huge contraption. Yeah, and they 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 pumped out about thirty of them quick, just bop 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 bop. When you have a team that's owned by the by by the greatest ball player of all time, you gotta have the greatest T-shirt gun of all time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Honestly, they sh- you should just well they do that as well. I think it was the last game of the season. They usually put a T-shirt on every um, on every seat. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, on singles nights at the Charlotte Hornets, they shoot out right and left pairs of Jordans, and you're still <laughs> so. See, uh, here's the thing. I, <laughs> That's a marketing idea for him. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> size nine? Who has a size nine? No, eight and a half. Damn it. You were hot. So close. Yeah. I got nine, but it's a different color. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I am so far removed from all of that that, like, you could have told me that that happens. I'd be like, yeah, sure. That probably, okay. Like, I would have believed you. Think about Jordans at the game. <laughs> Pretty sweet. Come home. I didn't get a shoe. <laughs> yeah, I, I am sure. I, one thing they also do is, uh, yeah, the last game of the season, they'll give away your their shoes. Um, if you stick around long enough. Uh, if you're down the lower level, of course. But yeah, they are. Hang out and give away their shoes on that. Le- well, LeBron gives away his shoes every game. So. Yeah, I mean everyone should. Yeah, it's not like he pays for them. So. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> yeah, 
I'd stick around and end up getting like, you know, Bucky Jackson shoes. Or <laughs> Who are you? He's like, I'm the, I'm the water boy. I, I, come on, man. <laughs> I'm like the last guy on the bench, right behind the bench. <laughs> I don't sit on the bench per se. I run <laughs> back the bench. I am, I am bench adjacent. Right. We'll say, we'll say that. I'm the guy who gives LeBron the powder to throw up in the stands. There you go. That's a good job to have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Hey, so, uh, John. As the- I talk about basketball. We are recording this on a restart of the first league to start the second season. Yeah. Big when day. When do they start back up? Tonight. Oh, really? Warriors net, 7.30. Is that why you have to leave early? No. <laughs> just, you were just telling us. No. I don't have to leave early for that, but I will try to catch at least the first quarter. You know, I, I didn't even process. Yeah, I didn't even process it when you said Warriors next. I was like, eh, it's I'm like, oh, hold, 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 hold up, hold up. KD's on the Nets now. KD's on the Nets. This is going to be interesting. And he hasn't played in 545 days. Yes. And then you got Kyrie. Who knows what Kyrie will show up tonight? Uh, He'll show up saying something about toothbrushes and I don't know. Flat earth. Yeah. (laughs) Brushing your teeth causes cavities. And um, he'll show up. Is he already a flat earther? Oh, yeah. I think think Steph, Steph Curry is too, isn't he? Yeah, they tried. Well, I think Steph tried to play it off like he was joking, but Kyrie, he 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 doubled, tripled down on it. He, he's one of those. He he thinks he's a lot smarter than he is. Like you went to do to play basketball, Kyrie. Kyrie, you have enough money to go get on the uh, Virgin Galactic thing. You can see that it's round. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> I'm like he went to Duke, but it was only for like half a semester. So. Yeah, I don't think he actually went to any classes. <laughs> uh, so you you mentioned that the, he walked it back as a joke. That's actually like how a lot of those, um, and you guys know that I would have information about this. The uh, a lot of like those sites that people started using um, as like uh, talking points and quote unquote proof were actually satirical sites that had been up for like years and years and years um, and just sort of keep it like, just sort of keeping the lights on. It's always been a, like a joke. So like, that's what makes like this weird, like sudden growth of people who think the earth is flat. So weird because no one has really thought that the earth was flat in a very long time. So this is my thing. I can t- like, you guys can talk about basketball for hours, and I could talk about flat Earth and how I think they find it fascinating. Well, the problem is that Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving's su- su- supply chain was hacked, so they uh, ah. got the wrong information mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in their inbox. So, right. and then it's and then you you watch one, and I know this from personal experience. You watch one flat Earth YouTube video and. Say goodbye to your algorithm. It's you're you're gonna spend years getting out of that. <laughs> I heard today this guy. It was a conversation between a couple, and 
he was like, all of a sudden I started getting all these ads in these emails for lingerie. <laughs> and the girl's like, oh, so am I getting that for Christmas? He's like, no, I don't know what that's about. It just started showing up in my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. yeah, that just doesn't happen. No. That's why you got to get on that duck duck. Yeah, you've been looking at something, or you got it for somebody. I, I I have now fully switched away from Google. Moving to DuckDuck was the the last the last thing I had to do. Um, so I I, I pull, pulled the trigger on my home computer a um, couple of months ago now. So oh, feels good. Feels good to be free. Yeah, I mean, you know, tracking is a tracking does bother me. It, it concerns me just from a perspective that they're, they're building a case on you. You know, you always go to this website followed by that website. Right. I could talk for hours about my issues with with how you how you, how, you, how you get tracked on these sites, and um, I don't like it, and I don't like what it represents for our kids who who are required to use it for school. Yeah. I think that it's okay as a teenager to have a, have a shall we say, a healthy curiosity <laughs> about things of the world. And um, I don't believe they're saying the school's business because they're recording it in that student's profile. Gotcha. You follow me? You dig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, it's, it's yeah, if, if the school has access to that kind of stuff, that's not, that's not that's not okay. No. Is it um, is it school issued computers? Yeah. So like sometimes, yeah, they're using Google Chromebooks. Yeah. I mean, those are issued by the school in most cases. That's still. I mean, it's still like a, a serious invasion. I don't. Some schools requiring utilities to be installed. So, um, you know, these kids are using these computers as their main co main computers, where it's recording web searches and. Uh, you know, things like that. Say you're a kid struggling with some things and who you are as a person and, you know, kind of disclosing that to the school. Yeah, if that's... to take a look. Not in a large school system. They got better things to do, but some creepy stalker who works at the school could possibly do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, you know, I, I've always had that sort of feeling about the school tracking the stuff is that like, like, oh, well, we're not going to do anything untoward with this information. It's like, well, then there's no other reason for you to have the information. Like, yeah. So, no I mean, there's a simple question you just ask, ask back. Adam, would you be okay with your employer reading your web search history? No. Well, what's the difference, right? Right. No, I agree. Okay. Would you go to jail because of your web search, search history? Probably not. It's mostly see, flat earth stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's, see, that's not the point is that it would feel like your privacy was invaded. No, I, I you the, look the, at whatever you want. That's assuming those people are going to keep it quiet. Where's the privacy? Yeah. I, I always, I, I always say um, that, you know, I don't want you to have access to that kind of information for the same reason that I close the door to the bathroom when I use it in public. Like everyone knows, like even if I, even if I'm not doing anything wrong in there, everyone knows like the mechanics of what happened in a bathroom. But like you just don't want everyone to 
people just shouldn't have access to it. That's that. yeah. It's not that you're doing something secret. It's just it's just yeah. nobody's business. It drives it drives me insane. It's like there's always this argument back, like, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, so you can look at my stuff. Real okay, but why is it anybody's business who you are as a person like just keep your privacy and the fact is that you can use web search history against people um for a whole lot of reasons you know in a lot of different scenarios and my wife is more than entitled to view my web search history but she's about the only one i don't really don't even want my kids looking at it yeah i mean there's price searches about their computer. I don't want my kids looking at my email at Christmas time either, right? I also right, right. yeah, presents in December where I don't want my wife looking at my email. Like, honey, you just gotta give it a break. I'll, December twenty fifth by lunchtime, you can have at it, and you can look at. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, you're gonna just have to give me that little bit of trust, right? And I, I think that there's always this this thing about we didn't even mean to talk about this, but there's always this thing about this the, about your history, and it's like. I'm not breaking the law, but it's still none of your business. Right. Why right. does it have to be one or the other? It's either legal or illegal. And if, either way, we need to know. Do you? What? <laughs> I mean, like, I, the only, the only stuff that I would say that, like, I'm okay with them having access to that information would be if something was indicative of one of the children looking to harm themselves or others. But that kind of stuff should be blocked by the firewall anyway. They, they, the kids shouldn't be able to go to those websites regardless. But, you know, if you're looking up how to make a weapon um, that could hurt people, you know, then yeah, that's a, that's an issue. But I, but even then, I just, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we can use it as a predictor. I don't think it is a predictor. I think that there's plenty of of, of searches that are completely innocent. Um, yeah. Some some searches are just completely weird. Um, I I have a really interesting habit of when I listen to a podcast, if something on there I don't know or a person I can't picture, mm -hmm. something I will immediately look that person up and you know. Yeah, I do the same thing. Same thing. Up. Like I swear, okay, I can't place. But I know who, I know this guy's voice. I can't place what he looks like. Let me look at so my search history would be very confusing. And, yeah. and let's just say in a given week I searched three three guys' names. Does that mean I need to disclose to my wife that you know I, I I've been searching around other people on the internet? No, of course not. Right. But then it's a completely innocent search, but it's confusing. I wouldn't want a predictor based off of those things. It's just something I'm interested in, and it's something I'm just I just want to know about. Right. I'm interested in it in in that I'm interested in it for the next 45 seconds. <laughs> right, and then you will pr promptly forget that man's face again. Right, because I'm, I'm sitting here racking my brain to give you an example of searches that I've done in the last week that wouldn't make any sense, and I can't come up with a single one. You know, it just doesn't. I can't. I can't think of one because they were that. They were th just that fleeting moment. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. You have that moment of like, I need for some reason I need to know this this information immediately, even though it is not pertinent in any way. All right. So no, I I, I totally get it. I, I I get that stuff all the time. And I search but, places on my phone. I search like cities. Uh, so I pull maps and I search a city because I'm watching a TV show and they're like, oh, I live in this city. I'm like, oh, I can't. Where is that? Like, I know it's in the LA area. 
Where is that at specifically? Oh, it's by Malibu. Oh, it's by it's by Orange County or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You just make those connections, but it doesn't mean I'm heading there. <laughs> right, right. I wouldn't want my phone to pop up and say, "It's only 36 hours to get to Calabasas." <laughs> <laughs> Better get going. Uh, I, um, I have actually used I have used that feature though. Um, to let me know when I have a problem, like, uh, like it, my phone, like it'll, it'll be like, uh, I'm getting in the car and, um, my phone will go, yeah, it's, uh, it's seven minutes to Chipotle. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like now it, like it's predicting that I'm going to go to Chipotle and it was right. And <laughs> I, I need to turn this off now. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a creepiness and a coolness to it. I mean, it tells me every Sunday morning how long it takes to get to the grocery store. Because guess what I do every Sunday morning, right? Right. Like, I'm such a creature of habit, it does really have a lot of data on me. Do, do you? So you use the uh, sig- significant locations on your phone? Yeah, uh, so like it knows when it connects to, I, I guess it's keying off of Bluetooth connection. Like it knows like, oh, Adam has, Adam's connected to his car. It's Tuesday morning at 7.45. I bet he's going to work because that would make sense. Um, and like, so it'll do that for, for, basically I just have it for here and for my apartment. Like that, those are the only two places. Oh. So. Yeah, I mean, your phone's definitely tracking you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Mine tells me when I forget to turn my watch off after my workout. When I get into the car, it tells me, like, hey, are you done? It's, you're in the car. Huh. Okay, now I'm about to get five more miles. <laughs> my What's phone that? is at, my watch has only ever done the, hey, do you want to start a workout thing when I'm on the row machine. I can be running. I can be doing the bikes. I can be doing the weights. I, I always forget to turn on the, the, the workout tracking thing, but um yeah only on the row machine i don't know what that says but your your heart rate yeah maybe i'm just i'm just killing it on the row on the rower like maybe that's i mean they're killing it on the rower i'm not doing well enough anywhere else i i love the rower i always i always go extra on a rower when i'm assigned the rower yeah it's fun you get your whole you get your whole body in there that's that's a good one that machine is the worst See, everybody has an opinion on the rower. Yeah, that's the only time I felt hates nice. bike. Yeah, I can do the bike, but the the rower has just made me nauseous. Like, mm. the, yeah, the first set I'm good, but like the second or third, I'm like, oof, oof. I mean, it's not like a seasick or anything. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I think it is I'm using so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm using so many muscles. I think my body's in shock. Like, dude. This is a lot. <laughs> All right, everyone. I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you again so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to like subscribe or whatever, or like it or leave a review, you know, that, that that'd be neat. That'd be cool. Uh, a little Christmas present for us. Um, also, if you want to email us, if you have questions, comments, uh, topics you would like us to cover, you can do so at uh, email address podcast at jscmgroup.com again that's podcast at jscmgroup.com thank you for joining us um have a happy new year everybody thanks everybody